I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Dave Kittle Show. This is Dave Kittle, and we have Tony Maritato back on the show for part two. Tony, how you doing? Awesome, Dave. Thanks for having me back. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, like you're in a unique situation. You had the two locations in Ohio. It was probably le- maybe a little less stressful or because it wasn't your full practice, your yeah. entire life. It was, I mean, it was one third of it per se, but it was several states away that, you know, that you were selling that practice. So let's talk a little bit more because now you're doing a lot more stuff online. You're helping physical therapists learn about Medicare documentation and Medicare billing and, and many other things. You have Facebook groups, you have therapist Facebook groups, you have patient facing Facebook groups, at least, at least there's a total knee replacement Facebook group. And I think a shoulder one. Yeah. Yeah. And part of why I just wanted to mention it is because the way that you've kind of structured your practices and the businesses allow for you to then do these, or even, you know, test other things out. You get to try other things. You get to see what works. You get to kind of, you're kind of like, you like to tinker around with a lot of things. You're very inquisitive, but then like you report back and on Facebook and you'll comment and post like what you're doing and tell us a little bit more about that. Because I think that the reason why I'm going to bring that up is because you're still a practice owner. You still treat some patients. You have two locations that could just be your full thing, but then you're doing some of this stuff online. And in the pre-interview, you were mentioning like the stuff online where now you're making some income doing that kind of subsidizes a little bit of the lifestyle that you would only maybe have if you had the two practices. So give the audience, the viewers, if they don't know you, tell them a little bit of the things that you're doing online and kind of how that relates to your time and your lifestyle with your family, being a practice owner, but then also doing the other online projects and initiatives. Yeah. I mean, I've always been kind of, and and this is just, I mean, I go back to, I can remember being seven and eight years old, you know, and like, selling stuff in the neighborhood. I mean, not a lemonade stand, but something along those lines. Like I've always just loved the process of business. I love the idea that I could take something that didn't exist, create it and trade it for money and that it would save somebody else either time or headache or hassle or whatever. I shared a story on YouTube just the other day. So my boys wanted to do a lemonade stand and kids all over the neighborhood do lemonade stands and they charge 25 cents, 50 cents. And you give them a couple bucks, you know, and we raised, they raised, I didn't do anything. They raised almost, I think the final number was like $650 for the lemonade stand. And they got other kids in the school to do it. Collectively, they generated $7,000 one weekend, lemonade stand, $7,000 that was donated to a cause that we were raising money for, for a group of children in Africa. And so I look at that, like that is so exciting to me that I could take my boys and I could teach them those lessons to be like, look, those guys aren't going to make money because they're in a cul-de-sac and no traffic. Like put your lemonade stand here. 
more traffic, but there's a spot for cars to pull over so that they're not blocking other cars. And this is where the golf carts are coming. So you can sell to the cars and the golf carts. And like, we did all of these little strategic things that helped them raise a a ridiculous amount of money. And that's the way I look at life. It's like, what do I want to do? What do I want to learn? How can I get paid to learn this stuff? But you know, what's interesting to me? And so I didn't go into therapy because I wanted to be a therapist initially. I just, I like therapy. I thought therapy was cool. So I started a business and hired therapists. And then the only reason why I went to become a licensed physical therapist was because my wife said, you won't be able to hire a therapist because they won't trust you. This was back in the early 2000s. If you're not a therapist, they're going to think you're a business owner and you're greedy and you know all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I love therapy anyway. I love physiology. I was a strength coach. I had a kinesiology degree. So I'm always just looking at what I like to do, what I enjoy. It happens to be things that I can monetize. So you specifically and I talked about a website that was a directory for you know patients to find therapists back years ago when we first met. And those ideas recycle. And now I've got the Medicare Home Therapy Directory, medicarehometherapy.com. I think it's generated like $10,000 this year in income. And and Um, I'm a a paying member, by the way. It's a side project, but you understand, you look at what Luna has done with their directory, you look at Yelp, you look at these other directories. That in and of itself could be a multi-million dollar a year when you look at the traffic it can generate, the paid ad revenue it can generate, the referrals it could generate. But more important than that is it will be putting you guys at the top above Yelp, above everybody else in organic search. You know, and so I'm like, okay, what's the problem I want to solve? Therapists who are mobile therapists are having a hard time getting referrals. Okay, how can I solve that problem? What are the options out there? And it doesn't have to be technology, but that's where you're right. I like to tinker. I like to figure stuff out. Again, none of this is going to materially change in my life. And when you hear people that have made millions, they're the same people that are like that first hundred dollars, that first thousand dollars. You look at Gary Vee doing the garage sale thing, you know. So like I share those experiences because I do think there aren't enough people who share that. And it's important that people see, look, I shared a $112 ClickBank check. It was my first check ever from ClickBank. You know, like that doesn't change anything for me. But now I'm starting to understand how ClickBank works. Between so we have a 7,000 plus member knee replacement support group. That's an asset. It's not monetized, but that's an asset that if I needed to or wanted to flip the switch, I could put out a digital course for total knee replacement. And I, I guarantee I can start making a couple thousand a month just because I have that community. The shoulder rotator cuff repair support group, same thing. My YouTube channels, the same thing. And what I'm finding is that it's helping me understand these different platforms. So what I'm understanding is like YouTube. When I put something on YouTube, YouTube is pushing that content in front of the person that YouTube thinks should see that content, right? So I can put the most random, obscure headline and YouTube will push that out. But if I tried to use that strategy on Google for organic search, it'll never rank because Google only relies on what people are typing into the bar. And so if if you don't know 
what you don't know, you're never going to search for it. But when you go to YouTube, YouTube is going to kick out information to you. Facebook will put my posts in front of the feed because, you know, it's constantly kicking out. So now for the first time, 20 years in, I'm like, oh, I get it. Now I know why my, my physical therapy website went 20 years with no traffic. And now we're hitting, you know, 35, 40,000 page views and scaling. And now I did a second website that's growing and a third website that's growing because now I understand the algorithm, just like Rubik's Cube, of how I get a website to grow, how I get a YouTube channel to grow. We just got our third YouTube channel monetized. I'm making like a thousand a month on my knee replacement YouTube channel, a couple hundred bucks a month on my Medicare channel. So like little by little, I'm understanding how the platforms work. And the reason why I share that is because we see reimbursement declining. We see the need to expand who can access our services. People like you, highly trained professionals, you can't really afford to provide. What's nice about this site is there's so much user-generated content. You know, if you're, like, By the way, if you guys are watching, jump over to the YouTube channel because I'm showing some screen shares of Tony's Learn Medicare Billing on YouTube. And then also I jumped over to the, the directory that he mentioned, medicarehometherapy.com, where I'm a paid member. I think it's like a hundred bucks a year, which is like nothing. I, probably, yeah. I get SEO juice from it because uh, right. I mean, there's a ton of therapists that are on it. Tony's and his therapist, I think are doing, it looks like blogs and videos. And yeah. this is a fully, like this is, um would this be considered like, uh, what is it like? Is it peer or user-generated content a little bit of this? It's, right. It's user-generated content. It's not a PBN. So it wouldn't be considered like Black Hat. This is a directory that's going to have more authority than any individual therapist website. Because there are so many backlinks. There's so many relational links. There's so much content coming out here. It's several thousand pages already. And so your site gets a backlink from my site, which brings my site authority to you. But then it also, I can put something up here about your business and it'll rank in a day. Hey, you know, we where, yeah. Whereas if you put something on your website, depending on the size of your website, it might take a little while for it to rank and it might not rank as high as you want it to rank, but I've got more authority because of the size and scale of the site. So that's really a big part of it. If you go back to YouTube and you go to Total Therapy Solutions, we just crossed 2,000 subscribers on my knee replacement physical therapy channel. I get referrals probably once or twice a week now just because of the YouTube channel. They're like, and these, oh, are, these, are YouTube channel. these are referrals from all over the country sometimes or in Ohio? These are specifically Ohio. They just, okay. they're looking for content. You know, we have such a huge opportunity as physical therapists because so look, I know look, you, look, know this. you can ahead. tell that I've watched this video. Let's see the red, the red line. <laughs> yeah, this video. Yeah. Best position to sleep after total knee replacement, 154,000 views from four years ago. But you can see, I watched this already and there's probably other ones so, in here that I already watched. Scroll back up. That yeah, video yeah. was the one that got me the motivation to launch the channel. Because I plant seeds, right? I plant seeds all over the place. That video all of a sudden one day hit like 50,000 views. I was like, oh my gosh, there's some real stuff here. The video to the right of that, that video, it's paid me over $1,800 
in ad revenue. And, you know, it's eight minutes. Imagine a therapist earning $1,800 in eight minutes. But this is the way we do it. And so as we put these things out there, like I said, this has given me local patients coming into my clinic. Patients want to see you. They want to see the therapist. They want to hear you. They want to connect with you. I just had a patient drive an hour and a half. She had a knee replacement in January. She's a realtor. She's super active. She's not happy with the outcome. She said the therapist she had did the best they could, but she wanted to come see me. I am no expert. I'm not. I'm no better than anyone else, but I've got this platform and I raised my hand and I said, hey guys, I'm willing to share information. You know, anybody could knock me out of this position because I guarantee there's thousands of therapists that know 10 times more than me. They're just not doing it. I think they're not doing it because they're too busy in the clinic. They're too busy treating patients. They're too busy selling an hour of time for 100 or 200 or $300 that they're never going to get back where this was eight minutes of time that will continue to pay me probably for the next five years. I have no idea your plans about in the future, but would these be part of a selling your practice or is this more on the digital side where they're separate? But I mean, th this is Total Therapy Solutions, Physical Therapy. It has the name of your practice, but I mean, is that something that would go with a practice or is that something that would be a digital asset only or maybe it just depends? It depends. It can go either way. So right now, if you look on some of the websites that sell websites like flippa.com, they sell websites. You're seeing, you know, numbers anywhere from like 30 to 40 multiples, 30 to 40 time multiples on one month profit. So if I make $500 a month profit, and the site has room to grow, you put a 40 time multiple on it, I could sell the website for that. So if a therapist came and bought one of my clinics right now, and they're like, I don't care about the website, I don't care about the other stuff, I just want the clinic. Okay, cool. I'm going to sell the website as a package. And this is what I'm doing with my shoulder. This is I've got a couple other things. I create these packages where it's the website. And if you want to pull up totaltherapysolutions.com, the website, you can see it. You it's it. the website, it's the YouTube channel, and it's the Facebook group. So my, my Medicare billing, the website, the YouTube channel, the Facebook group. And with that, there should be a digital course. I don't have a digital course for this, but I do for the other stuff. You know, these are independent assets that could be sold and they could be sold for really high multiples, or I could just choose to keep them. Like right now, today, if you go into the blog and you go to any of those articles, you'll see ads on the website. Right now, this website's averaging about 35 to 40,000 page views a month. Those page views, it'll continue to grow. I'm, I'm expecting to hit 100,000 by the end of the year a month. I get paid through Ezoic. So this website right now is paying me about $500 a month. What, what was the, the name YouTube? of the website, just in case anyone's interested? Sure. What was it? Ezoic is one of several ad platforms where you go to them. Go ahead and click so you can see some of the ads. Just click on that? No, click on any of those articles. Got it. So like, so right, so right, right here, this, there, video, this video ad? That's, a, here, that's, a, that's my video. But yeah, the banner, the coupon codes. Now oh, yeah, somebody's going to look at this. Yeah, somebody's going to look at this and be like, oh man, that's ugly. I don't want that on my website. 
this page is not intended for anybody who's going to come to my clinic. This page is not intended uh-huh. to convert a prospect into a patient. This page is solely intended for anywhere in the world who wants to know about pickleball and shoulder pain to come find information. And since that person's not going to pay me directly, they're never going to be a client. They're never going to be a patient. The ad revenue is what's going to pay for me to create this page. You know, and, and like I said, so right now I'm about $500 a month. That'll grow to a couple thousand a month. The YouTube channel right now is a thousand a month. Amazon affiliate. So I've got Amazon affiliate links on some of the other pages. I'm averaging about 200 to 250 a month. So we're close to about $2,000 a month in passive revenue between the website, the YouTube channel, the Facebook group. And that's without a course. Course would put me into 10,000 a month easily. I just haven't put the time into making one. But point being, right now, this probably has a $50,000, $60,000 value if I wanted to sell it on the open market to somebody who's buying and packaging these kinds of websites. And there's a lot of private equity out there right now that's buying and packaging profitable websites. Love it. So let's go back to this real quick. So I'm interested in this. So in the future, if you ever are interested in selling it, I would be interested in speaking with you about it. I think, so, I think unless you say, no, it needs to be packaged with, you know, one of no. your, or both your practices. So, so what's interesting about this was from the day that I started it, I did it with the intention of selling it. I said, web PT or hello note or Hino or Dave. No, I didn't say Dave. Somebody, <laughs> Somebody who's got boatloads of money and looking for a place to dump it, they're going to see this at scale and they're going to buy it simply because they're not doing it, you know? And, And so everything that I do specific to this is done with the intention of maximizing the profitability for sale in the future. And that's really where I'm going with this. Because I do, I think this is going to be a huge asset. I think we're going to get this up to some major, major numbers in terms of traffic and visits. We haven't even hit a year on the website. June 8th will be one year. So, you know, a new website sits in the sandbox for eight or nine months anyway. So the fact that we're even getting traffic and clicks to the website already is a huge win. But I really know that this is gonna this is gonna be a, a good one for us. What percentage of these therapist accounts are the the free tier versus the the paid? Or and if you don't want to answer, that's fine. I'm just curious. No, in no, terms of I'm, who, I'm I'm I, open, I don't know how much book. you share. I don't know how much you shared of this or not. Yeah, I'm an open book. We just crossed a hundred paid accounts. We've got I want to say 350 or 370 total accounts which is sad. It really is. I mean, think about that as a professional. Think about, okay, you could in, I don't know, 10 minutes, put a photo and put a blurb up there. You can be ranking on this. Like these are a couple that looks like therapists probably started and didn't finish um, (laughs) those those blanks. But I'm like, seriously, guys, you want to complain about our profession. You want to complain about not being respected as a therapist. But I've got a resource that can be 100% free. How is this not flooded with thousands and thousands of listings? You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just going to keep pushing. 
I'm going to keep trying to convince people to put at least a free listing out here because we have power in numbers. If I could put a thousand people on this, that increases my domain authority, that increases my exposure, and it increases the exposure for everybody. What's the difference between this where the user is voluntarily making an account versus like like our physical therapy names are on Luna because they just scrape like a physical therapy, right. like an MPI list. And the same thing with like ZocDoc, like you and I probably have right. our names on ZocDoc and we do. somewhere. Yeah. So how does that help with, I mean, I know why they do it, but in terms of like domain authority versus, you know, like speed and time and, and building like so, some critical mass. Have you heard the therapist freaking out about Luna doing that? Yeah. And I'm like, it's been around forever. So <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing, you know, it's, it's a conscious decision on my part. I absolutely have the capability of scraping MPIs and all that kind of stuff and just creating, you know, 200,000 listings on here. But I understand our audience. Our audience is the therapist and we are so fearful and fragile as a community that I know it's probably going to give me more problem than help. So I would genuinely rather attract therapists who are at least willing to put a tiny bit of effort in there to create their own profile than to just go out there and scrape a whole bunch of names and put it out there. I've been testing other things and doing other things, but you know, I'd rather have a thousand committed individuals than 300,000 that are going to get mad because they think that I stole their information, even though it's publicly available everywhere. Right. Is that what the ZocDoc and Luna and they all do? They use like an yeah. MPI list and, and the MPI, like, because every MPI number is also public on Google and that could be, right. you know, Googled. So is so they, that's where they get it. There is a guy, I just listened to an interview. He owns one of the many MPI lists. Now, not the official MPI registry, but he's making like 10,000 or 12,000 a month. He just scrapes all the MPI numbers, drops it in there and then puts paid ads behind it. It's all auto-populated. There is no original content. And he's making a killing just with paid ads. You know, but yeah, that's what they're doing. I talked to the Luna, one of the founders. We talked uh, that about was a, That was a great interview, by the way. I, I listened to that one. That was awesome. There's a lot more that I'll be sharing about that. But we talked off camera and I was like, hey, I know this is silly, but I know this is a concern for therapists. We didn't have time to bring it out publicly, but she was genuinely shocked, like most of us would be that anybody would even like have a problem with it, you know, but I think it's somebody who doesn't understand how this all works. Yeah. I, I think the people that have a problem with it are the, the newer therapists that are trying to do like a side hustle or start their first practice, but then they see their name elsewhere, but they don't want to be associated with that because they want to do their own thing. So I could see, you know, I'm assuming that those are the types that are irritated with it. If a practice owner is watching, they're probably thinking, Tony, how do you have time to do yeah. Uh, MedicareHomeTherapy.com listing, building out your, well, this blog that's kind of like for monetizing for page views and affiliate links. And then also like just a ton of videos that I guess are most patient facing, but growing a channel, like it is no small feat to get 20,000 subscribers. I mean, congratulations. I remember when you had like 5,000, I was like, whoa. And then like 10,000, like, <laughs> whoa. I'm like, he's doing, it's incredible. So is it something that, you like do you schedule your day do you do you block out time i know you you spend a lot of time with your your kids with like baseball and fishing i'm assuming you have time yeah of course with your wife so like how do you have time to do all this stuff 
And then you run and manage two practices. You treat patients. You're doing all this digital stuff plus time with family and wife. Are you still a runner? I know before you used to run, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little on and off, but yeah, definitely. Okay, you say a little bit. So like my my sister-in-law, right? I've never run like a competitive race more than a 5K. We we all... Same. Okay, so they've been running a Army 10-miler in Washington, D.C. every year. I'm 47. They're anywhere between like 45 and 57, my in-laws. And they're running 10 miles at seven and eight minute paces, right? Like crazy, crazy time. So relative to them, I'm like, I just ran four and a half miles before we got on the call. I had like a 10 minute pace, you know, <laughs> on a good day, I can, I can hit nine minutes. It's all about kind of the tolerance that you build, the capacity that you build and your workflow. Now I don't schedule anything. I'm horrible with schedules. I never follow a schedule. But you know, like like this, we jumped on, we're creating an hour of content. It's fun. We're we're having a good time. Back the original interview, I had to like schedule it and make sure the house was quiet and like do all of these things. And it was three hours to get 40 minutes of content. Now I've got my camera set up 24-7. I've got my lights set up. I've got my mic set up. Anytime I want to hit record, I just hit record and talk. I don't do any post-production editing. If somebody, you know, doesn't like the video. What's easy for us in this profession is people just want the information. You know, like I've had videos where I just turn on a mic and I just talk to my patient and that's, that's content. And so when I get an idea, I just document. So back to Gary V, don't document, don't create. I'm not trying to create like cuts and jump cuts and music overlays and all these different things. I'm like, hey, this is a cool idea. I want to share it with the community. If they're interested, they'll watch. If they're not, they'll flip over to something else. So I've been really pushing hard on my Learn Medicare Billing website because I want to compete with WebPT. I want to compete with some of the big EMR sites. So you can just type in learnmedicarebilling.com. I'm at about 78 public articles, like public posts. Oh, must spell oh, it wrong. Did you spell it wrong? Okay. Oh, uh, medical billing. Excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Medicare. Got it. Sorry. There we go. And you know, great, so today, great headshot. The, nice. Yeah, thank you. I have um, not click seen on this website. Blog. Click on blog, and it'll. So this morning, I was in the clinic. I did. Now people are going to criticize from this. I don't care. I did about ten patient visits between eight a.m. and noon. At different times between the patient visits, I jump on the computer. I document a couple of things. I create a couple, you know, two or three like um, sentences or a paragraph for one of my posts. I would hit record on my phone and I would record a patient doing something that I upload to YouTube right then and there. You know, so anybody who's treating patients is documented. The difference is you're documenting in a medical record that's never going to be seen again by anyone and has no value beyond what it is that you're doing right there. What I'm doing is I'm taking the information, but then I'm also getting it out to other people who should have access to it, you know, and I've done it enough. I've done it frequently enough. I'm not hung up on typos. I'm not hung up on spelling errors. I'll go back. If I find an article that's gaining some traction, I'll go back and edit it and I'll go back and fix it. 
but you know, I started as a fine artist. Like I was supposed to go to art school, not PT school. My family, they're all professional musicians. I went to a magnet high school that was visual and performing arts. Like there was nothing in my background that was going to be science. But now that I'm in this world, this is my creative outlet. And so as I create this stuff, I put it out there. If something sticks, if something gains traction, I put more time into it. And I let the market, I let the community make the decision on where I spend my time. I drop a lot of balls and I make a lot of mistakes and that's okay. You know, it's just kind of part of it. Like you can see the formatting on that's kind of messed up. There's that's too close, but that's something I'll go back and fix. But overall it's, it looks smooth. So, but, but it's better to be, have it done and not necessarily perfect in in this case. Yeah. hundred percent. But I know people are always like, how do you do it? Well, I'm doing 12, 15 hours a week of patient care. That's it. I have a team, I have administrative people, I have PTAs, I have other people that I rely on. You know, I don't want anybody to think that like, it's just me. I empathize with the clinicians out there that it is just you. But from my perspective, like I couldn't do this and my family, family takes priority for me, if I didn't have other people to rely on, you know? So I try to tell... I try really hard to automate the stuff that I can automate, but what were you going to say? Can you tell that I have just been retargeted by Vistaprint from your website? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was on Vistaprint the other day. Amazing. Yeah. So like this website, I think we have like 500 keywords that are ranking my total therapy website. I think we've got like 3000 or 4,000 keywords that are ranking, you know, understanding now the algorithm of, okay, I can't just create content that I think people need to see. I need to create the content that people are searching for. And then maybe I can put some of the stuff that they don't already know in that content. But if they're not searching for it, if they don't think they know what they're looking for, they're never going to find my stuff. So now I really do think I could take a website from nothing to 10, 20,000 page views a month pretty quickly, you know, less than a year easily. I can monetize it in less than a year. I think I can get it up to $500 a month in less than a year. And it's interesting because I see a lot of the, the clinic websites that are out there. You know, I've been doing websites since 2000, probably before that with front page, Microsoft front page. Remember that? Sure. You learn a lot of hard lessons during that time. You know, and, and I've got Google Analytics and I've got Google Search Console on all of it. And I understand how to use that information to direct the content that I'm creating. What's the, what's, uh, have you ever thought of like long term, like you're still pretty young. So you have probably another, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years yeah. of doing all this. Like, do you look to have one of these projects really take off and then maybe double down on that and spend more of your time doing that in terms of the online stuff? or continue to, you know, plant digital seeds and kind of see what grows? Or what do you think? I do. I feel like and I've shared this concept before, you know, when I look at our patient, and we learn so much from our patient. I'm like, okay, you spent 40 years working in a steel mill to save money to do these things to get ready to spend time with your family. And now you can't do it. Now you can't even hardly walk across the room. You've got Parkinson's, you're falling twice a week, like, you want to golf, you can't golf, you want to do these things. 
And you realize, I mean, that that's the greatest value in what we do is you you learn the lessons to avoid. And so I'm like, when I'm running a mile on a track, I want my fourth lap to be my best lap, not to be my slowest lap. I don't want to crash on my third lap, right? And so I'm coming on my 50s. I'm 47. I want my 50s to be my best. I, I ran a search for like people that became billionaires in their 50s. I mean, there's a lot of people who have made a lot of money in their 50s. And I'm like, these are all skills that I'm developing. I'm doing the reps. I'm lifting the weight over and over and over. And it's so slow that I feel like I'm not making progress. But then what's going to happen is one day I'm going to be like, wow, look at, <laughs> look at this, you know? But hopefully, I do believe I'll hold true to my values. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference for me. More money in the bank account doesn't mean I'm going to spend more money. There's nothing that I wish I could buy that I'm not buying because I don't have enough money. So yeah, like I want to hit a million dollar website, not because I want a million dollars, but because that's satisfying to me. And to know that I put in the time and the work to do it and to see other people. I've told you this, but you probably forgot. When I started my practice, I had a number in my head. I was like, what do I need to earn to be considered successful? And in my mind, in early 2000, it was around $350,000. I said, I want take home 350 because I think a surgeon will take home 350. And I'm as smart as a surgeon. So, you know, that's kind of my own internal guide. And when I hit 350, like everybody says, nothing changed. The next day was the next day. And I kept doing the stuff that I was doing. So with this, it's like, yeah, I'd like to hit a million dollar website because I've seen so many other people do it. And I don't believe that they're more skilled. I don't believe they're harder workers. I don't believe that they're more talented. But like, that's the goal. You know, that, that's the mountain I want to climb. And when I climb it, I'll see what the next one is. But ultimately, back to family, friends, like social, I'm never, ever going to let something like money take me away from something else that I want to do. And I don't want to be in a position where money can take me away from something that I want to do. I make a lot of bad decisions, <laughs> make a lot of decisions that cost me a lot of money, but that's okay. Because I want to do the stuff that I want to do. And I want to protect that. I want to protect my passion as a therapist. I want to protect my passion for my family and my friends and the things that I enjoy. Wow. Do you think you already have started your potential million dollar website? Or do you think that that would be not one of the projects already? And maybe it might be in the next two to five years? I think that directory is going to be you know, the million dollar one. I talked to Will Butler about it when I first started kind of kicking the idea around. I know several others in other niches, not healthcare, that are well over a million dollars already. And when you just, you look at what others have done. Now, what's interesting about that website is it's not a WordPress website. All the other websites are WordPress websites. It's a website that's hosted on a platform. And so, you know, if anybody wants to do like, I, I've had people talk to me about doing something like this for like golf specific or dry needling or, you know, lymphedema, like lymphedema would be a huge one. Um, education can like, how crazy is it that PT, DPT students aren't choosing their clinical instructors in this day and age? You know, right. I bring students on virtually with me and I will talk nonstop for four or five hours. We're on Zoom. 
And I'm just trying to expose them to all these different concepts and ideas that they're never going to get. But to think that they could be with me in Ohio, they could see what you're doing in Brooklyn, they could go to somebody in Texas and in California, like all in one day. I mean, the fact that PT programs are not doing that already is just astonishing to me, you know? And so I I lost track, but yeah, I I think this will probably be really that one that'll kind of put me over the top. I still love teaching. I love coaching. You know, I don't do coaching for therapists, but I, I love teaching and sharing information on a broad scale. I don't like one-on-one. I don't like it with my patients and I don't like it with other therapists, but on a broad scale, I love inspiring new ideas and just being like, Hey, check this out, you know, take this and run with it. Cause I'm not going to do anything with it. And I think I could have the best impact on the profession, not by being a good therapist and not by teaching clinical stuff, but by exposing clinicians to these kinds of things, because if they're not treating for money, they have money coming in somewhere else. They can treat for passion. And that allows them the freedom to do what they really believe is best. As we talk more, I just have more and more thoughts and questions. But like <laughs> the MedicareHomeTherapy.com is basically like those therapists are creating a profile because they want potential referrals, right? So right. it's basically like Angie's List or Thumbtack. And Thumbtack is valued at like over a billion dollars. Yeah, Nerd Wallet went public. They had an IPO. I mean, yeah, it's just... So when you look at this from the therapist side, yeah, therapist creates an account. They get the backlink juice from the connected. And I made sure they're all do follow links. So I made sure that we're sending that domain authority to them. They get the exposure. They might do nothing with it. But then from my side, when I look at this, right? Now I say, okay, so what can I do? It? So I've got $10,000 in the first year that I could put back into paid ads and grow the site. I've, I've done some Google work with that and we've gotten really great returns on that. But I could also then, like, I love the guys at Range Master, the pulley system, right? They send me some devices. I do unboxings. I put it on YouTube. We have a great relationship. They want to connect with therapists. Well, at least right now, I've got an email list of 350 or so therapists that I could put their information in front of. Well, there's value in that. When you look at the amounts that they're paying for exposure, you know, like, As I monetize these different avenues, there is a Medicare home therapy YouTube channel that's going to be growing. We do interviews with therapists that are there to try and get the information on YouTube so that local patients can find them. As more money comes in, more money gets invested, the site grows, everybody does better. And it just, you know, it continues to flow. I love the idea of taking a patient visit. A lot of therapists I work with treat Medicare and Medicaid beneficiaries. You can't make money treating at a Medicaid reimbursement rate. But one of the things I shared probably over a year ago now was, look, okay, so I'm going to get 80 bucks, 70 bucks for an hour session with an individual who has Medicaid. If I document that, if I record that, I could sell that information to students. Maybe it's a a unique case involving a total knee replacement in my case that I think students should see. Real therapist, real patient, real interaction. How do I answer these questions? And you might answer those questions completely different. Let the students see that. So it's like, well, if I sold access to DPT, PTA, OT, OTA students, 10 bucks. 10 bucks, you get to watch me doing an hour evaluation. And I do a summary wrap up after that. I explain why I did what I did. 
if I sell $10 admissions a month to the same session, it's an extra hundred bucks. Now in a year, that one hour generated $1,200 for me, but help, you know, 120 other students see what's going on in the clinic that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to see. And I take components of that same session and put it on YouTube and YouTube monetizes that and pays me ad revenue. And I take a component of that and put it into a digital course on the Udemy platform. And that therapist like, comes back because they know, like, and trust you. So they might upgrade and up buy other services and courses and things you offer. There's, there's so many ways for us to take the value that we create in a one-hour session and monetize it in a way that helps countless more people. You know, and, and that's really where I feel like the true tragedy is. Like, Everybody was up in arms because United Healthcare made this announcement about the artificial intelligence, physical therapy, and, and the app that they were doing. And, and physical therapy is a protected term and all this kind of stuff. I don't care. I don't care about that turf war. Call it whatever you want to call it. Protect whatever you want to protect. None of that stuff matters to me. None of that helps my patient improve. I want to put the time and energy into a fight that helps my patient get better. And the best way to do that is for me to get better. Best way to do that is for me to monetize the stuff that I'm already doing, you know? And, and so that's where you spend your time. That's where I spend my time. I mean, if we didn't, we'd all be doing the stuff we were doing 20 years ago, which <laughs> it's, that, that's failing today. Right. You've been extremely generous with your time. Tony, let me let you uh, off the call here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. If someone, a practice owner, physical therapist is watching, they hopefully, guys, check out the YouTube because I just did a whole bunch of screen shares with a bunch of Tony's projects, his businesses, his assets, things that he's building and building in public and in plain sight, which is amazing. Plus on Facebook, you can probably connect with him there because he posts really interesting thoughts and comments and posts about what he's building and also kind of like things in the news and just just everything. It's incredible. So if someone's watching, listening, Tony, what's a good place for someone to reach out and connect with you further? Facebook is the best place. Just look up Anthony Maritato on Facebook. You can also go to the website, learnmedicarebilling.com. But those would be my two main resources for you. And just jump into the groups. We have a bunch of groups, lots of free content. We just want to help people. Excellent. I would love to have you back and talk more about the digital side. And then maybe it also gives practice owners ideas of like other things they can do with the next chapter of their life. Like if they're not ready to retire, yeah. hey, here's some things you can do to monetize your knowledge and your wisdom and your brain, but you could do it remotely and you don't have to physically and manually treat patients. So it's another avenue for practice owners potentially. A hundred percent. I mean, think of all the value our profession loses every single year in the form of therapists who are fed up and quit or retire and never take the experiences out of their head and put it into a way that other younger therapists can gain from. We'll leave it right there. Definitely glad to have you back. Thank you so much, Tony. Thanks, Dave. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.